Hey, uh, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to open to Matthew chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible or, or on your phone or however you want to do it, if you don't have one with you, don't worry, everything will be on the screen. Matthew is in the New Testament, and uh, Matthew chapter 7. And we have been in uh, the, a, a section of Scripture in Matthew, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that we call the Sermon on the Mount. And we call it that because it says Jesus stood on a mountainside and he preached to a bunch of people who were gathered there. And we believe that it's all of Scripture is important, but we believe this is a very significant portion of Scripture because Jesus takes time to just outline all, just one after the other, different ways we're supposed to live. And so we think that that's so important that we've spent the last, this is the 12th week, I think, that we've been in the Sermon on the Mount. And so while we've been in that, we've talked about all kinds of different things. And, and Jesus, this last part that we're going to talk about today, which is in Matthew 7, 24 through 29, he kind of con- concludes all of this teaching that he's been doing. He concludes it with a summary story, gives this story, and then he gives a directive of this is how we should live based on everything we've already heard. So, so this is a great day for you to be here because... Um, if you've been here throughout the, the, lat, the fall while we've been doing this, glad you're here today while we, while we finish this up because what, everything we've talked about kind of comes to today. And, and if you do what we talk about today, then everything we've talked about before can be helpful to you. And if you don't do what we talk about today, then what we've talked about the last several weeks was just something for you to sit through while you were waiting to go eat at Taco Bell and watch football in the afternoon. And so I hope that what we will do is we will listen to what Jesus says to us today and we will do something about it. And so uh, I want to just begin by reading Matthew seven twenty four through 29. And it's this story that Jesus tells and then, uh, then we'll, we'll go on with it. Matthew 7, starting with verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Now, he's telling this story here about building. And so uh, I thought I want to ask my friend Jake Ticknor to come up here. And um, Jake is, uh, I've known Jake for ever. I've known Jake. I've lived in Greer 19 years, and Jake was one of the first people I met when I moved to Greer. He was much younger. Well, we were, obviously, we were both 19 years younger, okay? So uh, Jake was in high school at the time, and I was had uh, the job of being his youth pastor, which I realized right off when I met Jake that I was overmatched. But um, Jake is a, a good friend of mine. And uh, Jake, tell the folks who, what you do for a living. And this is just a free promotion for Jake's business, so go ahead. I'm a general contractor. Yes, and what's the name of your business? CMT Builders Incorporated. And, and, what, do you, and what do y'all build? Uh, pretty much anything. All right, dog houses? If you'll pay for it. Outhouses? All right, good. Sure. So there you go, folks. You need something done. This, you got to call. But uh, I asked Jake up here because I, I wanted to ask him. Jesus talks in this 
scripture about foundations. And, and what it, what's the first thing you build when you build any kind of structure? Is it the foundation? Well, you, the footings and the, the foundation. Okay. And what kind of materials do you use when you, when you do that? Uh, normally it's going to be concrete, masonry, that kind of stuff. And is it important uh, for the, to use the right materials? It's pretty important. All right. Why? Tell it, us why, it, the uh, fa- why the building of the foundation is so important. It holds the house up. All right. Everything else is, is based off of that. If it's at a square or it's not uh, sturdy, it, you know, you end up with having to call, what is it, Ramjack or somebody to pump your house back up to where it's supposed to be and right. fix cracks. So you're going to have problems later on, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, now let me ask you this. When, um, when you're building for somebody, whatever it is, whether it's a, a house, business, shed, whatever. Does the average person that you build for, do they ask you a lot of questions about the foundation? Do they want to know what you're going to do about the foundation? What kind of materials you're going to use? Just the average person, do they do that? I, I think in about 10 years, I've only ever had one person ask, and he was an engineer. So Okay, right. Now, what things do people ask about, though? Because I know they ask you, they, they want choices, and they ask right. you about things. And what color is the siding going to be, and uh, what kind of siding, and Where's the crown mold going to go, and what color is the kitchen going to be, and right. this kind of thing. Countertops, stuff like that? Yeah. All right? Good. Okay, y'all give Jake a hand. Thank you, Jake. Good job. The thing that, uh, the, the reason I wanted Jake to, to, to come up here after I read that scripture is because there's a very basic principle that applies to what Jake does for a living, but it applies to our lives, and it's what Jesus is talking about here, and this is the basic principle. Your life needs a solid foundation. Your life needs a solid foundation. In fact, the foundation of your life is the most important thing about your life. Just like when Jake talked about the foundation of a structure is really the most important part of that structure. Because if that's not right, then everything else is going to eventually, there's going to eventually be a problem. If he builds something, which he never does, but if he builds something with a poor foundation, then later on it doesn't matter what you put on top of that and how pretty it looked. If the foundation isn't good, there's going to be difficulty later on. And what Jesus is telling us here at the end of all of this teaching that he's been doing, and he comes to the end and he says this, he says that what I'm teaching you, what I'm Jesus, what I'm teaching you, my teachings are the things that you need to build your life on. This is what needs to be at the foundation of your life. Jesus says, my teachings are the strongest foundation that you can build your life on. In verse 24, he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, the thing about that is, is that I think for a lot of us, we hear that and we know that. And, and you, you can agree with me today and shake your head, yes, yeah, Cliff, you're right. Teachings of Jesus, that's what it is. But in the everyday life, and when you go out of here today and you go home and you, you get to work or you get to school tomorrow and you get hit with all the things that you have to deal with on a weekly basis, sometimes it's easy for us to forget about what we're building our life on. It's easy for us to get about the, about the foundation. We begin to forget about those things. We begin to think about everything else. We begin to think about things like, uh, how, can I, how can I make more money? How can I get noticed by my boss? How can I make better grades? How can I have 
more sex? How can I have a nicer car? How can I get that person, uh, th- that girl in my chemistry class to finally look at me and see me for something other than being a geek and all those kinds of things. And so we, we get caught up in all this stuff and we begin to focus more on that and we begin to focus more about building those things up which we try to build up ourselves instead of whether or not we're building our lives on the teachings of Jesus which is supposed to be our foundation. It's just like what Jake talked about a while ago. Most people when you build a house we don't even ask about the foundation. We don't even care. We just, we just are ready to, to pick out what the countertops are going to look like and what kind of doors we're going to have and whether we're going to have hardwoods or carpet and what kind of molding and all that kind of stuff. That's what we talk about. And if any of you have built a house, there's probably not one of you out here that when you built that house, you could not wait to take people out to come see your house you're building to look at the foundation. No, you waited until they had walls up and that kind of stuff, and you could walk around and go, look, look at how big my bedroom's going to be, and wow, I've got a master uh, you know, closet with a TV in it, or whatever it was that you wanted to show off to your friends, but you weren't interested in showing off the foundation. And I think in our lives, we can be the same way. We get so interested in all those things that people see. We get so wrapped up in whether we've got a car that will impress somebody or whether we've got a house that will make somebody else jealous or whether we're making enough money so that we can buy another house in another location so that we can go there and make all those other people jealous that live down there or up there or wherever it is. And we get caught up in that stuff and we forget that we're supposed to be building our lives on the teaching of Jesus. And what happens is we can live like that for a long time And be just fine until one day a storm comes. See, the second thing that Jesus talks about in here that's so important, the first thing was your life needs a solid foundation. Second is storms reveal the quality of your foundation. Storms reveal the quality of your foundation. Look at at verse 25 and 27. He talks about storms in both those verses. He says this, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And then verse 27, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. See, adversity, when you experience adversity, that is going to reveal what your life is truly built on. That's when it will be revealed. When you begin to experience something that you didn't know was coming, something that you didn't want to happen to you, and when you experience adversity, then you find out what is your foundation of your life. What is your life truly built on? And let me tell you something. If you don't already know it, and I know some of you already do know it, but if you don't already know it, let me let you in on something. A storm is coming. I hate to be, you know, the bearer of bad news. I hate to be Debbie Downer and all that kind of stuff, but it's just the truth. A storm is coming. And if you're going through life and you've never experienced a storm, you've never experienced adversity, well, you better hold on because there's one around the corner with your name written on it. Because none of us get through life storm-free. We all have to go through difficulties. We all have to deal with things like death and and depression and and addiction and disease and and broken relationships and divorce and, and losing jobs and having businesses fail and going bankrupt and all those kinds of things, we all have to deal with something like that at some point in our lives. A storm 
is coming. And when that storm gets here, what's going to make the difference of whether or not you can make it through that storm or not? You see, I love that in this story, Jesus doesn't say, if the rain comes and if the winds blow. He just talks about, he said, there's this guy, one guy built his house on a rock, which is the teachings of Jesus. Another guy built his house on the sand because he rejected the teachings of Jesus. And for both guys, it says the rain came, the winds blew, and the creek rose and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't say it happened for one and it might not happen for another because some people go through life without that happening. No, he says it happens to everybody. The rains came, the wind blew, the streams rose. And see, what makes the difference of whether or not you can make it through that storm is what your foundation is. See, having a, having a firm foundation uh, doesn't keep you from going through difficult times. When I, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I had a misconception. I grew up in church like some of you did. I was there all the time. And I had a misconception as a child about what being a Christian was all about. And I believed that if you gave your life to Jesus, that bad things did not happen to you. And I don't know why I believe that. I wasn't, my parents never taught me that. I think I just kind of picked that up because at our church, we would have a lot of people give testimonies and just about it. And, and I'm not saying these people were wrong, but just about every testimony would be like this. I don't know if you went to a church that had testimonies like this. I was, you know, I was a $5,000 a day cocaine addict and I was running a, you know, I was a pimp and I had a bunch of ladies working for me and I got arrested and I killed three guys and then somebody tried to kill me in prison and then one day somebody gave me a Bible I accepted Jesus and I've been happy ever since and nothing bad's ever happened to me. I would hear stories like that. And so as a kid, I thought, well, that's, the, that's it. What better reason to accept Jesus and be a Christian because if I do that, nothing bad is going to happen. And that's a misconception. It's a lie is what it is. Because those who follow Jesus and those who don't follow Jesus, we both experience storms in life. Nobody gets out of life without experiencing a storm. And so what makes the difference is, the difference is made by what your life is built on. If you build your house on the rock, you put the the teachings of Jesus into your life and you begin to do those things. When bad things happen to you, then that will help you weather the storm. But it doesn't keep the storm from coming. Because the fact of the matter is, because of what happened in Genesis chapter 3, because when sin entered the world, we are all broken people in relationships with other broken people living in a broken world. And what's broken us is sin. But Jesus is stronger than sin. And if we will begin to build our lives on his teachings, then when the brokenness comes, when the difficulty comes our way, we will be able to weather those storms. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have, I have several things that I think about in my life that I would like to do one day, and I'll probably never get to do any of them, which is sad, but it's okay. I'll deal with it. But, but I think about, there's certain things that I think, you know, I'd like to take a year and, and do one job and then go do another job for another year. Like I've thought before, I'd, lo I'd love to live in New York, in Manhattan, and run a high-end motel, or, you know, a hotel. I, if I call it motel, I probably wouldn't even be allowed to do it. But a high-end hotel for a year in Manhattan, and I would love to do that. I'd love to go on one of those uh, crab boats up in Alaska, do that for a year, and just, you know, try that out. Just all these different things. I'll tell you another thing that I would like to do uh, for a year or so. I would like to be Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel. Any of, any of y'all know that guy? 
that dude is one of my heroes because here's, here's why I like Jim Cantore. Because, well, first of all, he's got the most awesome job ever. It's like they're looking at a map. Hey, something bad weather is about to happen here. Jim, get on a plane and get up there. While everybody else is leaving, you go into the middle of it, put on your Weather Channel raincoat and stand out there with a microphone and get blown away. It just looks like the most awesome job to me. But here, here's what I like about Jim Cantore. While he's out there, it's almost... It's almost like he's holding back a smile. People's houses are being destroyed. People are having to evacuate. People's lives are in danger. And he's almost, he's almost smiling because he's so excited to be in the middle of it. And he's talking about how bad it is and the winds and all that kind of stuff. And I think that, that if we, we need to get to the point, now we don't need to be able to smile through adversity because adversity stinks right? And stuff happens to you and it's terrible. But we need to get to the point that when we, we've built our lives on the teachings of Jesus and we trust him so much that when adversity comes, we can be like Jim Cantore and we're standing out in the middle of it and we know it's dangerous and we know it's tough, but we believe that we're going to make it through. We believe that I don't ever, I've never watched Jim Cantore on the Weather Channel and thought that he thought to himself, I'm about to die here. He always thinks he's going to be okay. And if we will build our lives on the foundation of Jesus, we can get to the point where whatever comes our way, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. We're going to be sad. We're going to miss people. All that stuff. But we know deep down, somewhere in the bottom of all that, we know we're going to make it through. That the next day, we're still going to be here that we're still going to be alive, that we're still going to be following Jesus when all of this is over. Now here's the other thing that I think is interesting about these verses when he talks about the storms. is You notice in verse 25 and 27, the storms are described exactly the same. Jesus describes, he used the exact same words in 25, look at it one more time. He says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And then in verse 27, how does he describe that storm? The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Exactly the same storms. But what made the difference was the foundation. One house survived, one house was destroyed. Storms were the same. The difference was the foundation. And when you begin to go through life, you're going to come up on things and they're going to be the same things that someone else comes up on. But what's going to determine whether you make it or not is what you've built your life on. All of you know people. All of you know people who've been through something, whether it was divorce or whatever it is. You know people who've been through something and, and because of that, they will tell you, because of that, they turn their back on their faith. And they walked away from faith. They walked away from church. They, they felt like that God had owed them something and He didn't come through on His promise. And because of that difficult situation, they no longer believe. And then all of you know other people who went through the exact same type of situation that that person went through. And they will tell you that through, after going through that, their faith is stronger than it's ever been. And that the only way they can imagine that they made it through it was because it was the power of God working in their life. And they, ha they believe in Jesus more than ever, and they want everybody else to know about it. Now, what's the difference? The storm was the same. What's the difference? The difference is what they had built their life on before the storm got here. So you can't build your foundation once the storm starts. You've got to build it before it gets here. It's hard to get out there in the middle of a storm and build anything. 
You're just trying to survive. Now, let me say one thing about storms before I move on. Uh, And this isn't really in the scripture, but I just thought it was important for you to know. If you have recently been through a storm and you're coming out of it, and, and you know that it's because of the foundation that, that you had in your life and you, you feel like God's brought you through this, let me tell you what you have a responsibility to do. You have a responsibility to tell people about that because here's why you have a responsibility to tell people. Because there is somebody else who's about to enter that same storm you just went through and they don't know if they're going to make it out yet or not. And so they need to hear from you, I went through this, it was difficult, it almost killed me, it almost ended my marriage, it almost killed my family, but I made it through because God was working in my life, and they need to hear you say that because they're walking into it, they can see it coming, and they have no idea if they're going to survive it. And they need to hear that they can make it through, not because of themselves, but because of what God can do in their life. Now the last thing that I want you to know, and this is so important, and that is this, you build your own foundation. You build your foundation. And here's what I mean by that. Look at what Jesus says. He uses the same phrase twice in this passage. Look, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and say this with me, puts them into practice. Say that again. Puts them into practice. is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Then verse 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Now we've been talking about this as the 12th week in this series. We're talking about three chapters worth of teaching. And in those chapter 5, 6, and 7, in those three chapters, Jesus talks about all kinds of things. We've talked about marriage and divorce. We've talked about money and what your attitude should be towards your stuff. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about worry. We've talked about being an influence in the world for Jesus. We've talked about all kinds of things in those three chapters. And Jesus says all of that stuff, that, and he, he, of course, he said it, so he believes it's good, but what he says right here is, he says, all that stuff I just said, all that stuff that I said about salt and light and, and all that other good stuff and the Lord's Prayer, all that stuff I said, if you don't do anything with it, then it doesn't do you a bit of good. Because he says, if you hear this stuff and you put it into practice, now that's on you and me. If you hear this stuff and you put it into practice, then it's going to build a solid foundation. But if you hear that same stuff and you say, I'm not going to do anything with it, or you just listen to it and you don't act, Jesus said, it's not going to do you any good. It's, it's, not, going to, it's not going to make a difference in your life. And, and uh, you know, and, and the, the words there that I think that are interesting, it has the word hears and put into practice. And we're real good at hearing. We're real good at, at just listening to what somebody has to say. Uh, I mean, that's the easy part. And you can even get to the point in your life where you think that hearing it is enough. You can say, you know what, I come, man, I come to, I come to freedom a couple times a month. I hear what Cliff says. I hear what Donnie says. I even, and you might even be crazy dedicated and like listen to the podcast when you're not here. You're like, Cliff, man, I'm serious. I put it on my iPod and listen to it on my way to work. I hear it. And hearing's good. But hearing is just part of it. If all you do is hear and you don't ever do anything about it, it doesn't really help you one bit. 
See, Jesus had a, a brother. I don't know if you knew Jesus had brothers and, and uh, sisters, but he had a brother named James. And, uh, and James wrote a book of the Bible that's called James. And, uh, and this is what, it's what James had to say about this same thing. He said this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. James makes it about as simple as you can. You hear it, then you need to do something about it. Hearing it alone is not enough. When I was a kid, uh, this friend of mine that lived down the street around the corner from, from me that we played together and played ball in the backyard and all that kind of stuff together all the time, um, his dad one day comes home and he had bought a new boat, a brand new boat. Now, I didn't grow up like in, you know, in the projects or anything. I grew up in a regular middle-class neighborhood, but I'd never seen a new boat before. No, none of my friends, you know, parents had boats. I'd never seen a new boat. I mean, this thing was brand new, shiny, had a steering wheel. I'd never seen a boat with a steering wheel, right? I mean, it had all that kind of stuff. And so he brought that thing home. And you know what we did as kids? We would jump in it and, you know, act like we were you know, going somewhere. And I was probably seven or eight years old. And we just thought it was the most awesome thing ever. It was just this amazing boat. But now here's the funny thing about that boat. Um, this friend of mine, his dad bought it. And to my knowledge, they took that boat out, actually went out onto the water with it about two or three times. That was it. And then it just sat there. And to this day, now that was probably 35 years ago or so. That boat is still sitting in the backyard because that guy still lives there. My parents still live where they live. That, that he still lives there. And the last time I went by that house, that boat is still sitting out there in that backyard. Now, let me ask you something. What good does a boat do you sitting in the backyard? Well, it doesn't do any good. It's not what a boat is for. A brand new boat like that is for going out on the water and pulling people behind it on inner tubes and skis and stuff like that and hanging out. That's what a boat like that is built for. But he got it and it just sits in his backyard. And I think sometimes we can be like he is with that boat. We can be collectors of information. We go to church. We hear a lot of good stuff. We maybe even read the Bible for ourselves and we hear more good stuff. We go to life group and we hear good stuff and, and we collect all this up and, and we think we know how to live and, and shoot, we even think we know how to tell others how to live and we talk about that and we say, well, you know, they ought to do this and they ought to do that and if I was president, this is what I would do and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to it, we're not doing anything with what we've collected. We've got a collection of teachings sitting in our backyard getting rust and mold all over them because we're not using them for what they were intended to be used for. See, we have to build our own foundation and we have to build it brick by brick. That's why Jesus says there, who, those, one guy heard the words and he put them into practice. Another guy heard the words and he failed to put them into practice. Now, we've talked about so much stuff. You just, you can, all you have to do is just take what we've talked about the last 11 weeks. Now, that's a ton of stuff. You can't do that all at once. 
There's not one of you in here that could say, you know what, I'm going to fix my marriage, I'm going to pray better, I'm going to stop worrying, I'm going to have the right attitude about money, and I'm going to be an influence for Jesus at where I work. I'm going to do all that tomorrow. There's not one of you in here that are capable of doing that. I know y'all are smart and y'all are strong and all that stuff, but we can't do it all at once. But we have to build that foundation brick by brick. You take one of those and you think, I'm going to work on that. And then you continue to read. You continue to listen. And then God will, will speak to your heart about something else. You say, okay, I'm going to begin to work on that as well. And you begin to put that into your life. But we have to do it. We have to put those words into practice. Now, let me tell you a story about another boat. Now, about the same time that my friend's dad came home with this brand new boat, my dad came home one day with a boat. But it was far from brand new. In fact, it was probably, this would have been uh, like late 70s, I guess, and it was probably, that that boat was probably 15 years old or more, and it had a a Mercury engine on the back that was from the 60s, and uh, and the way you you steered it, it wasn't a steering wheel, you sat in the back and you held on to this thing right here and you did like that, right? And it was a, a, a motor on a John boat, that you had to be careful when you walked around in because it might flip over, and it was a trailer, and that was it. But now let me tell you the difference between the boat that my daddy brought home and the, and the boat that my friend's daddy brought home. The boat that my daddy brought home got used a lot. In fact, between March and November, because nobody wants to be out on the lake when it's cold, but between March and November, um, we would go fishing probably twice a month. Maybe sometimes more than that if we didn't have anything else going on on Saturday. And Daddy would wake me up before the sun came up, and we'd make some sandwiches, and we'd go fishing, and we'd pick up our friends. And there'd be four people in this boat that only had four bench seats, and you'd be all on top of each other, but it was awesome. And we would go fishing in that boat regularly. Now, and let me tell you what else he did about that boat. He began to add stuff to it a little bit along the way. He put a trolling motor on the back next to the big motor. And then one day he added some, some uh, rod holders on it. And then one day he came home and he had gotten rid of the old boat and he had bought a newer boat, still used, not new. And he got a newer boat and it was a little bit nicer and we would go fishing in that. And then one day after we had all graduated from college and he had paid for my sister to get married, guess what he did? He bought him a brand new boat. And man, it was really nice. And then he fished in that thing for a few years. And then you know what he did later? He he bought an even nicer boat, and now my daddy has a boat that makes that first boat that my friend's daddy had look like a piece of junk because he's got this big old boat with a center console, and you can stand up, you can jump up and down in it, and it's not going to flip over. It's awesome, right? But now here's what happened. He had to do that a little bit along the way, and he had to, to he bought that boat, he used it, every, used it every chance he got, and he Add a little bit here, add a little bit here, then get enough money, and then get a nicer one. And that is the way we build our foundation. We hear the words of Jesus and we hear something. You just hear something today and you say, okay, I'm going to put that into practice. And you start to do that. And then as you begin to get better at that, you hear something else, you read something else, you say, I'm going to put that into practice. And you build it a little bit along the way. And then one day you're going to realize, without even understanding how it happened, you're going to look back and you're going to say, you know what? 
Some of that stuff that I used to struggle with a long time ago, it's not really that much of a struggle anymore. Because now, look at what I'm doing now. Look at the way I'm living. And, and when my daddy looks back, he can see, man, he had a little sorry boat that me and him would be in out on Lake Murray and afraid that we were going to flip over if the wind got up over seven miles an hour. And now he's got a boat that he can take out in the ocean if he wants to. But it took a long time to get there. And living for Jesus is the same thing. Building that foundation, putting those, those teachings into practice, it takes today and it takes tomorrow, and it takes the day after that. And then one day you'll look back 10, 20, 30 years from now and you'll say, I'm not the person I used to be. And it's because I heard the teachings of Jesus, I began to put them into practice, and then he blessed me for that. See, what I want you to understand today is that we're all works in progress. And if you've got some stuff in your life that you, you feel guilty about and you think that you're not as good as me at or you're not as good as somebody else at, we're all works in progress. And the, the issue is not trying to, to get there all at one time. The issue is taking one more step today and then taking one more step the day after that. And then eventually you will have that solid foundation and it comes by putting the teachings of Jesus into practice in your life. Things like forgiveness. Things like unconditional love. All of those things Jesus talks about. And if we will begin to do those, we'll see a difference in who we are and we'll begin to see a difference in the world that we live in. So let me ask you, that. I just want to leave you with a question. And then we're going to pray and go home. And, and I, I hope you'll come back next week and invite someone with you. But let me leave you with this question. What teaching from the Sermon on the Mount do you need to put into practice? Matthew 5, 6, and 7. A bunch of stuff in there. Go back and reread it. What's one thing? Don't try to do it all. What's one thing out of those three chapters that you would look at your life and you say, I need to put that into practice? And once you figure out what that is, ask God to give you the strength to do it and then make a plan for how it's going to get done. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to be a part of, of your work. And you've given us real specific instructions about how we should live. And it can be difficult. We, we mess our own lives up, and we live with people that mess our lives up, and, and life can be hard. But we know that you've given us these teachings, and if we will do them, if we'll put them into practice that it will help us through the storms. And so, Father, I pray for every person here that they would weather the storms in their life this week and that you uh, would speak very clearly to them about how they should live and that we would hear your words and then we would do what you say. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.